Don't give up when things are really bad. That doesn't mean that you're a bad entrepreneur just because like, let's say you have a bad month. You don't have any profit coming in. You're not succeeding. You feel like you're a failure. You know, maybe another month rolls by, you still are not netting anything. Don't give up because you don't know how many companies also went through the same thing. Like for instance, I found out recently that Amazon, I believe, I think it was 13 years, the first 13 years of their life, they were unprofitable. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we speak with Kirsty Rickert, the CEO of More Prints and other successful companies. Kirsty shares her inspiring journey from being an artistic black sheep of the family to becoming a successful entrepreneur. She discusses how she started and grew her businesses from zero to millions in just a few years, sharing her tips and insights along the way. Tune in to learn how to start and grow a successful business and stay motivated during the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. Christy, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. So I hear that you've grown some really amazing companies. You've gone from zero to 3.6 million in two years for your company, Amor Prince. You're the CEO of it and many other companies. So let's start from before you formed these companies. What was mm. coming up? How did you get started? I think I, from a child, I was always really into kind of doing outside the box kinds of things. I love to be artistic. I, I was like the black sheep of my family while they were thinking of their future and their degrees and everything. All I could think about was my, my dreams, my ambitions, my goals. And I don't know, I guess I was just different from the get-go and I can't really say why exactly but I was very passionate I think what really got me into business though what really sparked it is I know this is going to be weird but it was actually a balloon artist a balloon artist came up to me and said hey you can make so much money doing kids birthday parties doing events and when I heard that 
I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. I'm desperate for work. I was in high school at the time. So I wanted to make some money. I did that. And it was totally outside my comfort zone because I've never Mm -hmm. done anything like that before. And when I did that, I got my first taste of being an entrepreneur, like contacting parents, contacting these people. And I was so pumped about it. I was telling all my friends like, hey, we can make so much more money if we just reach out to all these people. We go on Facebook, we do all these things. And they're like, no, I just want to do the work that they give me. And I felt like I was the crazy one because I was passionate. And then I realized that the opportunities out there were endless. And then that just escalated and led to so many other things. But it's weird. It's balloon twisting, which is odd, but... That's what kind of like my first taste of the business world. No, that's really funny. And it's always somebody that's telling us, hey, you could do this because they've done it. And they give you like a peek into their world. Hey, this is what's possible. And because we're curious human beings and somebody at your level being curious and being interested, hey, how do I make a dollar? How do I make a buck? How do I, can I use my time? to convert that into money as opposed to working a steady job or working a simple job. So you found that creative route. Yeah, exactly. It is, it's funny, but it's cool how it did open my eyes to the possibility where before, like what you said, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't Mm -hmm. think it was an option because nobody told me it was. Yeah. Most of the time we're expected to follow a specific path that's yeah. laid down by somebody else for us, right? Exactly, yeah. And it's our curiosity as young kids that enables us to even think outside of the box. No, I can probably figure this out. And being kids and being curious, we have that power to do that. And that's something I tell my par- my kids as well. That's good. That's good that you do that. <laughs> But sometimes it could get them in trouble because they're not paying attention oh. in class or they're not paying I attention. See that. I could see like, that happening. Because they're like, wait, I'm on this path and I could do so much with this. How can I do even more? And then you have to set those expectations. I don't know. Maybe it's a good and a bad because now they're learning and making their own mistakes. Yeah. It's better, I think, that they learn from their mistakes and that you're opening their eyes than for them to think that there is never a possibility to begin with. So I think that's really good that you do that. Yeah, thank you. So what kept you motivated was that you could make money. You Mm -hmm. could see those smiling faces when you create these balloon animals. I remember watching some balloon animal artists and I was like, hey, this is pretty fun. And I actually bought bunch of straight balloons and I was oh, watching yeah. some YouTube videos of like, hey, I want to make some balloon animals. This is still a lot of fun. It is what... a lot of fun. So after that experience, what did you do? Your past high school, your past, you're in college. I'm not sure where you went next. Yeah. My my dad was like really pushing me like, you definitely need to go to college. You need to get a degree. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make you happy, dad. Don't worry. So I went to college and I, I always love learning. So it wasn't like a bad experience for me, but yeah. I just began to get like more excited. Like when I found out about Etsy, for instance, and the mm-hmm. potentials there that you can list an item and people will actually buy your artwork from all over the world. And I had no idea about that. 
And I also learned about a site called Gig Salad, where you can mm. post your different services and whatnot. So that's when I found out about both. And I was just so hyped about that and spending more and more time doing gigs. And then I got into my wedding business, which I started mm. like full time. And then I started the Etsy thing as well. And my dad was like, you need to find something consistent. This isn't mm. consistent. You aren't going to be able to make enough money by doing all these random things all the time. What are, you don't even have like a path. You need like a paycheck, a salary. Yeah. And I was like, dad, but this is, this is what I want to do. And I felt very discouraged, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this because I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing and how I stayed motivated I, I am not sure. <laughs> Maybe I'm just like, I was stubborn. <laughs> I was stubborn to prove that I could do it. I could accomplish it, that it was possible. And I enjoyed doing it. I feel like when you're doing something that you love, it's easy to stay motivated versus if you really hate it. And I think as long as you see progress and I don't think you should give up. I think you should keep trying. Even if you fail a few times, you should keep pushing through it for sure. No, 100%. I think you're right on the money there because sometimes we don't know what's keeping us motivated. It's the work that we do that brings that joy back to us. Oh, I yeah. get to work with my hands. I get to create this thing for somebody that's going to enjoy and experience it. I think there's a lot of different micro motivations that just keep us going like a little kindling. Yeah, I agree. I think I think seeing the fruit of your labor, like being able to see like this, this wedding client, they were so excited to see the highlight video that I did. And they referred me to another person and that person referred me to another person. And then, yeah. then the other people start getting involved. And I feel like it's easy to stay motivated when things are good. But when things are bad, I feel like, like that's what truly tests you as an entrepreneur, because yeah. if you can't handle those low points, it's really difficult to keep pushing forward. And I think what helps me stay motivated in those low points is remembering, okay, like I, I am who I am for a reason. This is who I'm supposed to be. And everybody who is everybody has had their highs and their lows. And that's just a part of life. Yeah. And if you, if you can't accept the lows, you can't grow. You don't know yeah. what's over that, that like mountain. You're just in the slope, but you don't know what's like at the top. If you stay at the bottom, like you don't know if, if you push through it, like how much more you can grow. So I think 100%. knowing that every famous person, every entrepreneur had a low point. So remind yourself, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You're able to push through this and don't give up. No, man, that's, that's a really... Amazing message. And as life is, right? We need the night and we yeah. need the day. So true. Our heartbeat is a wave. Our heartbeat goes up and down, pumping that blood. Our breath, everything is a cycle. Everything has ups and downs. And that's what makes it life. Because if you wanted yeah. just a flat line, that's literally death. Yeah, that's true. So you kept going. You kept creating, discovering these new channels of what's even out there, what's even possible. So tell us what inspired you to create the Amore Prince brand? Yeah, that's a good question. So 
I think what initially inspired me is I saw, I touched on just a tiny bit, but I saw people on Etsy selling these art prints. And I thought, man, I know Photoshop so well. These are Mm -hmm. designs that I can easily be doing. So I started by making a few designs and uploading them and thinking like, whatever, if I make a couple bucks, like I'll be cool, but I'm just doing this for fun, really. And then I was very surprised to find out that a few sold and then I got, okay, what if I uploaded like 10 more or a hundred more? What if I kept increasing the inventory and then like seeing the potentials, like hitting the different types of people that are wanting products. And as I learned more about the platform, I got more excited and and realize that I think my passion is making custom artwork because that's not really at the time it wasn't really a niche that was too popular it was like beginning to develop and getting more popular but yeah I wanted to be the company that you come to when you're looking for an anniversary gift when you're looking for a wedding gift because I knew that niche very well being in the wedding industry shooting all these weddings and know, and I know the demand for it. I know there was a high demand for it. So I wanted to make a company that met those needs for those kinds of people. And at the same time, I wanted to be able to take this company and grow it and prove that it could be a thing and be able to eventually help other people with the company. It all started from just uploading a few prints and then seeing that there was interest in my artwork and, and yeah. success with that. Because people like personalized things because it's like, hey, this is just for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to don this shirt all the time because it's got my name on it. Or just I'm going to put this, hang this art- artwork up on my wall because this is just one of a kind. Yeah. It, it makes it more sentimental if, you know, yeah. somebody you, you care about is, hey, like the, these this is our song. This is the song that we danced to on our wedding night. And this is the song I fell in love with you with. And you, when you present that to somebody as a guest, like it just tugs on your heart differently than, Hey, here's some flowers or here's some chocolates. Those are nice, but it just, it hits you differently when yeah. you give somebody that like a thoughtful gift that has something that only you share with that person. Yeah. I think chocolates are great, but they are consumable and you're going to forget about them. But (laughs) like the ones that you're creating are going to be there for a lifetime. Oh, yes, exactly. Very true. And they can always look up at it and think, oh, like, I remember when you gave that to me. Yeah, I love it. I love it. As you're creating this multi multi million dollar company, you grew it just within two years. And was that very recent was it all this all happening in the past two years or was it before the pandemic it was like i technically speaking i started the company in 2018 but i just made the domain didn't Mm. list anything i didn't do anything it was not until the end of 2019 really that i got it up and going so i pre-pandemic and pandemic and got to see like both ends of it and Mm. It was for sure a ride, a ride for sure. Cause being mm-hmm. able to see like what things were before and during yeah. and even after it's all over the place. I'm sure you've seen it too. Oh, absolutely. 100%. It, it enabled us to go deeper inside ourselves and our minds and to be, bring out the creative passion that was in there. But before that, before even 
solidifying, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing. You're doing a lot of work behind the scenes because you had that you had that streak of creating something, finding these solutions, and then mm-hmm. testing it, testing the waters and okay, no, this is what I want to be doing. Now, how long you continue to do that, that's totally a different story. Mm-hmm. Being able to grow it and experience that journey, that's something that you cannot replicate. Yeah. It's definitely like having no knowledge of business, like me not having any business school. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have somebody to say, Hey, make sure to do this. And being able to see it grow the way it did, it's been really crazy. And Mm. I would tell anybody that's trying to start their own business. You definitely need people to be by your side to help you like I feel like failures are good, but I feel yeah. like if I had somebody saying, Hey, don't do this. Like it would have saved me so much more money. I would have been able to scale faster. So yeah. I feel like it's such a cool journey, but there was a lot of like ups and downs, like a lot growing a company that fast. You, you experience things you never thought you would, and you have to yeah. make decisions very quickly. You have to be really on top of things every single day. You can't just say, you know what? I'm going to take a month off, a week off mm-hmm. or whatever. When you're starting a company, happening. your life, like that business is like your life. Like that's, if you neglect it for a day, like that could be detrimental, especially yeah. during the beginning phases. No, it's like a baby, right? You can't yeah. oh. have a baby. You, you've you got to feed it food every yeah. three hours and make sure you change the diapers and the business is the same way. You got to spend a lot of time in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then after five years or the first five years are the hardest or the, even the first two years, it's really hard because the yeah. kid still doesn't know how to walk. But mm-hmm. now after two years, now the kid is walking and can talk back. And there's a lot of parallels that, that I can look into because having four kids myself and my youngest is four months old. It really goes to show how much attention they require. And I think businesses mm-hmm. are the same way. Oh, yeah. I would agree 100% with that statement, too. It's It really is like a baby, for sure. It really is. <laughs> I love it. What was I going to say? Well, <laughs> Christy, it's been really awesome talking with you. Thank you so much for sharing. Let's take a quick break. And when, when, and when we get back, you'll share three hacks to share with the audience. All right, sounds good. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Hey guys, welcome back. We've been talking to Christy from Amore Prince. She's a CEO. She runs this company and she's 
created a lot of other companies prior to Amor Prince, but what she's doing here is personalized canvas wall art. And it's really beautiful stuff that you can keep in your family for decades to come. That's right, decades. <laughs> so, yes. Christy, yeah, share with us the three hacks that you have for us. Yeah, I would say, like, touching on what we were discussing earlier, I would say number one is don't give up when things are really bad. That doesn't mean that you're a bad entrepreneur just because let's say you have a bad month. You don't have any profit coming in. You're not succeeding. You feel like you're a failure. Maybe another month rolls by. You still are not netting anything. Don't give up because you don't know how many companies also went through the same thing. Like for instance, I found out recently that Amazon, I believe, I think it was 13 years, the first 13 years of their life, they were unprofitable. Mm -hmm. And that should be encouraging for a lot of entrepreneurs is you usually don't make that much profit when you first start the business. If you yeah. do make profit, that's a win. But when, if you don't, and you're in the early stages, don't take it personally, learn from it. Think, okay, what am I doing wrong? What could it possibly be? And don't think that it's 100% your fault because you don't know everything yet. You have a lot to learn. You're a student in being a business owner. You, This is like your first time. I'm assuming this would be your first time. But yeah. that is what I would say. Don't give up when things are really bad because there were several times I wanted to give up and I'm so grateful I did not. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. How about a tip number two? Tip number two, I would say build a solid team. Try and find VAs, virtual assistants that can help you take away some of your workload so that you're not doing everything on your own. I've, I think so many people have a really great idea and they can execute a really good business, but their problem is like, they can't hit the scalability because they're still responding to emails. They're yeah. still trying to talk to all the customers, may oversee the ads, come up with the creatives. There's no way that you can be hundred percent focused on every little thing every single day. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. You can't yeah. do everything. So having a solid team where each person is assigned something Okay. It could be customer support. It could be the ads, but the more you delegate, the more you take off your shoulders, the more you're actually acting like a CEO instead of everything else combined together. Yeah. Having a team is crucial. If you want to scale It's so crucial. If you want to be sane and want to keep your business, because you will not want to keep your business. <laughs> if you don't have a team, you'll feel so stressed. Oh, so yes. like, you, you will have no creativity. You can't think about the future of the business. There's no true game plan unless you have a team. I would, so I would be number two and number, number three, I would say this kind of, I feel like this last point could, it's not a hundred percent necessary, but I think it is in my opinion, if you can find somebody that you can talk to a mentor somebody that can you can just go to and say hey look i'm struggling with my ads i'm struggling in this business what should i do i feel like having somebody tell you hey like your ads are all messed up your creatives are boring like having the feedback 
is yeah. so important than you having to learn the hard way, like losing so much money every month. Okay, something's wrong. What is wrong? Like you can only come up with so many ideas of, of what could be wrong versus mm-hmm. having somebody to give you constructive feedback. So I feel like every entrepreneur should have a group of people that they can talk to. They don't have to be like super above you. They can even be at your same level, but as long as you can have some sort of mentor like person to give you feedback, I feel like that will help your growth. And the more people you can talk to the better, because you're going to get different ideas from different people that see different things differently. Cause you can only see so much on your own. Dude, I love all of the tips and I I agree with every single one of them, right? Don't give up, keep going. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling crappy, make sure you just keep going because tomorrow is another day. Yes. If my, there might be a storm, what, what you're going to do, if there's a storm, you're going to wait it out. So just like that business, you feel the same thing and having somebody to back you up. Mm -hmm. That is totally amazing. And having a team of people. So in the previous episode, we talked about masterminds, be part of one or two, one masterminds where you're talking and figuring out what's going on between each other in your business. And then you get feedback because guess what? It's not only you that's feeling bad. It's Mm -hmm. them. They're also going through the same struggles. And then we help each Mm -hmm. other out and help them to raise up their level of intellect, help to continue to going. It's almost like you need cheerleaders in our lives because that's going to help you move forward, move mountains, and just keep moving forward to think. So thank you for those three hacks. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, you got it. All right. So now we're going to go into the section where I ask these fun little questions. Number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Ooh, that I wish I got into. Wish I got into sooner or wish I got into, period? I think it'd be fun if I love film so much. I would love if I got into acting. I think that Mm. would be super fun. I've always had a passion for film. I just love watching a good movie, a good show and seeing Mm. emotion, so. I don't know. I think that would be fun. There is an app called backstage.com. I don't know if you've heard of it before. Where are you located? Oh, I'm located in Victorville. I'm like right outside of LA. Okay. Yeah. I know where Victorville is. There's an app called backstage.com. Okay. You can find out if there's any acting gigs that you can go to now that you're a CEO and you have a team running the company, you can take some time (laughs) off and go do some gigs or go do some acting being extra in a tv show or a movie um it's a ton of fun and you get to see other people that have the same passion for the movie or for acting and stuff like that so it's really a great way to expand your network even yeah i agree that sounds like fun i will definitely check that out awesome awesome and the next question is what did you want to be when you were a child oh when i was a child I wanted to be a vet. Like I, I wanted to take care of all the animals. My mm. parents talked me out of it because <laughs> at the time that's only made, I think it was like 10 K or something crazy per year at the time uh-huh. when I did my assignment, they're like, there's no way you're going to be so broke. Like you can't do that. <laughs> so 
I'm kind of grateful I didn't though. Cause I, I don't think I could stomach all the, the stuff you everyday vet sees with all the blood and everything. Yeah. I think I'm good. I think I'm glad. I think you're, you're better off not, yes. not being a veterinarian. All right. Sweet. I'm glad. <laughs> Next up, what is your favorite movie or TV show? Ooh, I mean, it's hard to pick one per se, but I'm really into Korean dramas right now. I just Korean love dramas. them. Yeah, I think, I don't know if you personally have seen any really good Korean dramas, but they've been getting pretty popular, like Squid Games, for instance, recently yeah. became super popular, Parasite won an award. And mm. I just feel like the quality of acting in their films, like you could see their like lip twitch, their wow. eyes tear up at the right moments, like their acting wow. is so good. The plots have all the right kind of twists. You, Because I feel like your typical American script is, I don't know, I've, maybe I've seen so many movies that I can predict literally what will happen every single time. <laughs> With Korean dramas, I'm pleasantly surprised. Oh, I didn't think that was going to happen. So mm. I find it more enjoyable because I can't predict it. And it's just the emotions. I yeah. love their acting. It's so well done. Nice. I have not seen any Korean stuff but i might have to check some one or two out yeah uh, there's so I, much on netflix right now <laughs> i bet all right next up what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it oh if i got to play a character oh that's really that's tough i always thought i would make a good katniss in the hunger games <laughs> there you go because I kind of look like her. I kind of, I could pull it off, I think. But mm. I don't know. I would be up for anything, really. And the Harry Potter movies would be really cool. I read the book. So I'm really, I'm like a nerd about that and all that. So I don't know. That would be fun. Anything which, that's fancy. Which house do you belong to? I took a quiz and it says I'm like the Hufflepuff or whatever. I want to be Gryffindor. Okay. Like, I don't <laughs> care about that. Like, random. I just want to be Gryffindor and I want to yeah. be a part of that because I love the I love the look of Hogwarts like inside it's so mm -hmm. cool it's very love, creative yeah it's just so amazing so any fantasy movie would just be so much fun to dress nice. up I would love that I love it that's a lot of options we get to pick from okay yes. <laughs> next up who is your favorite superhero that is also very tough I'm not like a super superhero nerd or anything like that so i don't know like all of them so sure. the ones i know would probably be so cliche i really i like batman i know that sounds really cliche but i like how he's one of the superheroes that isn't a superhero mm -hmm. you know what i mean all the other ones have like superpowers and they're able yeah. to beat the power. but batman's actually more impressive because he's fighting people with like literally no superhero power so yeah. i think in my opinion He's like the true superhero. What I hear people saying is that his superpower is him being so rich. That's oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but you still have to be like, he uses his brain to fight the criminal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, he even is, if he didn't have the money. Even if he didn't have the money. He'd, he'd still, like a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still make it. Awesome. I, I love think it. so. Christy, thank you so much for your time your wisdom, your energy, and the hacks that you've shared with the, with myself and with the audience. Yeah. Where can our audience find you? I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook. 
I'm on TikTok. You can even message the Amore Prince team and say, hey, I want to speak to Kirsty. And I'm pretty down to earth. If you want to talk, I'm open to helping people. I'm not one of those like uppity people that's like, oh, no, you can't talk to me. <laughs> you need help, whatever. I'm down to earth. I love to help people. So yeah, any of those platforms, feel free to reach out to me. Absolutely. We'll be sure to include those links in the show notes. And uh, thank you again so much for your time. And we'll see you in the next episode. Awesome. Thank you for your time as well. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today. 